the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. Hey, and it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots 125. Today we are talking about uh, unnecessary remakes, bad remakes. Do they have to be bad remakes? Yes. Like just like, bad, I'm, bad, and super unnecessary. Like super my number one is the most unnecessary remake of all. Time. Well, okay. yeah, pe- people leave the room saying why. Well, they sort of say it before, and then they watch, and they still <laughs> they, say why. They, they bought a ticket, and then <laughs> yeah. they said why. Uh, and our second topic is. Hang on a second here. I got. I'm going to push this here. Got, is. Oh, that's hang on. That's, that's not. That's not right. Hang on. Oh, that is not. It's a sheep. Okay, hang on, hang on, guys. Oh, okay. Tom, no. I had it. Can't handle the truth. Okay, I had it set up. Are we doing Tom, intermissions? No, no, yeah, what's not, going on? Tom's not here. Uh, there we go. Uh, there it is. Bees. Oh, okay. The good. best oh. use of bees <laughs> in I didn't a know what film. It was. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Tom is. Do we need to talk about this on the air? What happened? Or? Probably should. People, Tom's a part of the show. Yeah. So I'm working Tom's sound thing today, guys. So. Uh, well, you saw how well that was. So, but, uh, where's Tom? Wait, I don't. I don't know. I didn't realize you were pulling double duty here. What's going on? Well, I mean, Jim. Um, he's on strike. What do you mean? How, how can we, we don't, don't pay? pay we don't pay him. He's on strike. <laughs> How's he striking? We well, don't pay. Striking just, against he you just Nebula. doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. He's striking against you, Nebula. Or he says you mistreat him. He wants you to go back to where you oh came from. Oh my god! Did y'all like have a thing, a falling out, or something, or what happened there? I think this is all the one-sidedness of it. I, I have no, I, I, I love you, Tom. I'm not really sure I, what has gone on, Joseph. I think you want to go back, Tom, Joseph? Please Joseph come Tom back. <laughs> Please Tom come back. Listen to the show. 
uh, <laughs> he, he just works here. He doesn't listen to it. He want, he's trying to get his own podcast off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, I then, uh, I apologize. I apologize. I'm publicly apologizing for, I don't know what, but whatever it is, I'm sorry, Tom, please come back. Maybe that could be your apology today. Uh, your apology. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> movies that use bees, the best use of bees in a movie. Best so, use. It's not just movies only, right? No TV shows, right? Uh, uh I'm doing movies. So okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll just stick so, with movies. So I can't. I can't do the Star Trek Christmas special. Did that have bees in it? <laughs> Bee author. <laughs> oh, that would be Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Sorry, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Life day. <laughs> the worst. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on. And start with uh, bad remakes or unnecessary remakes at number five. What you got, Joseph? Oh gosh. Well, okay. So whenever I was coming up with this, I start realizing that there are sort of like cardinal mistakes of making remakes. And so I just wanted to briefly go over these. These aren't rules. These are things that I've just sort of noticed. I like to categorize things. So uh, in, in case somebody in our listening audience was about to make a remake, these are the warning yeah, things to, to there avoid. There you go. Perfect. Okay. okay. Right. So number one classic mistake of remakes is don't mess with classics. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it's a good movie, don't try to redo it because you're just mm. going to screw it up. Yes. Number two uh, mistake in making remakes is uh, race and gender swapping don't work. Just because you make the characters a different gender or race doesn't mean it's going to be better. Uh, there's a couple of those on my list. Yes. Uh -oh. You're yeah. uh -oh. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, respect the sign of the time. Some movies are wonderful because they were made at a certain period and to try to redo it doesn't make sense for this modern day and age. So don't mess with the sign of the times. Number three or four, I should say mimicking <laughs> without any originality. Why do you, why do the same thing if you're not going to change anything about it? Oh, I've got that one on my list. Yes. And, and number five is the original shouldn't have been made in the first place. Why <laughs> remake it? So there you go. My five, Cardinal sins are cardinal mistakes of making remakes. So with that, my number five <laughs> definitely falls into the fifth one, which is the original should have never been made in the first place. It is the 2012 Red Dawn. Uh, <laughs> this is so bad. The original one was stupid. It was ridiculous because you had love that movie. They do. And they were stupid yeah. for it. I remember <laughs> walking out of that screen as a teenager going, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was because the Russians were taking over. In 2012, they decided to make it the North Koreans. Doesn't really matter. Implausible uh, plot. Just dumb jingoism. So there you go. 2012, Red Dawn. All right, George. You got something better than Red Dawn? Uh, not, not necessarily better. Worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're going for, right? Uh, so mine is the... 2017 remake of Joel Schumacher's 1990s version of Flatliners. Ooh. So, um, mm. and, and Flatliners, the, the original wasn't great. Okay. But it had some interesting ideas. Uh, and of course, you know, that's with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts. It's a psychological horror film 
in which you have a handful of medical students. They're doing all this experimentation with near-death experience, but the results kind of dredge up these past tragedies and and kind of bring them over into their existence. The remake actually uh, 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Uh, and a lot of it, I, you know, I, you try to watch these things on their own and forget about the original, but it had nothing new to say about this interesting idea of, of what's on, on the other side and, and how that works. But the repetitiveness of the scenes just kills it. Um, and that's one thing that the original was good at is it could make, you know, a lot of tension out of the thing, but, uh, it, uh, it's just awful. I mean, it, it makes you want a flat line, honestly. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> nice. So nice. That, that wasn't planned, <laughs> but, uh, it, it really is. It really is bad. Movie so, critic, George Patches. Yeah, there you go. Flatliners <laughs> 2017. This uh, this actually my my number five choice kind of messes with a lot of your rules, Joseph, including oh. one of them is don't mess with the classics. And uh, the 1974 film. Now, this is pre Halloween. Black Christmas was a classic and one, named one of the scariest uh, movies of all time. Olivia Hussey is in it. In fact, uh, when she met Steve Martin, uh, Steve Martin was like, oh, I love your movie. You're in. She goes, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Nope. Black Christmas. I've seen it 27 <laughs> times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, but it is, uh, it, you know, and it's one of those things as you, another rule is uh, of its time. It's a seventies movie made in Canada with a very creepy soundtrack, low budget Bob Clark, who went on to do Christmas story and Porky's directed this thing. Uh, it also <laughs> star, stars Keir Dulay, who from uh, 2001, a space odyssey in a very creepy role as yeah. this kind of uh, whacked piano player who's dating Olivia Hussey. You think he, He's the killer in the end. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. But anyway, let's move on to the. Uh, let's, just move on. <laughs> let's move on now to the the remakes. There were two remakes. I think the 2019 film was even worse than the 2006 film because it was more close to the the original. It was rated R. Bob Clark was an executive producer. The 2019 remake by Blumhouse was PG 13, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so bad and it just it, a, it just didn't like capture. a really dark gray christmas yeah. <laughs> it didn't really <laughs> capture any of of what they were going for originally and uh it's a shame that's why that's what kind of inspired me i, I didn't see this movie because i was super afraid of it as a kid especially with the the phone calls the guy was making like boopy, boopy, mommy, and all this kind of stuff i was like hope no one calls me at, at, at like nine o'clock at night with this crap uh and then the original movie is inspired by the uh the old urban uh, legend of the the man upstairs and the babysitter, which you know, spawned off tons of uh, horror movies. But this one, um, the one from 2019 was unwatchable, uh, even though it did have some uh, talent in it. But never make remake a classic. My number five is Black Christmas from 1974. The 2019 version is the worst offender. Yeah. Nice. 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 That's a good one. That's a solid pick. <laughs> we <laughs> move on now to bees. Number five, Joseph, what you got? Uh, beloved Disney classic, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Gotta, <laughs> oh. put, gotta put Winnie the Pooh in it. You know, uh, this was released in 1977. Of course, the story's always had a bear, a fictional bear that loved honey. And the only way you could get honey is go to those beehives. And so in this classic release from Disney, there's a whole scene in there where, you know, the bees start attacking whenever he takes down their hives. So uh, I just, 
you know, whenever I think of Winnie the Pooh, I think of honey and uh, there you go. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No specific scene, just Winnie the Pooh's relationship with the bees in certain through, through the whole series. Yes. Yeah, he's not, he's not really <laughs> afraid of them, you know? No, yeah. no. And they don't, they don't seem to sting him. Uh, or if they do, it doesn't seem to, but he's impervious, you know. I, I think that's exactly. There's no real pain exchange, but there is a fear because they do bother him enough to where he, you know, tries it's to like gas situations. You know, they're just yeah. annoying. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Maybe uh, Disney couldn't spring for bees. Maybe they really were flies. They look like <laughs> flies in the in the yeah. drawing of it because they're that, they're that kind of black mass that kind of goes around. You never see. That's them. right. Yeah. So, all right, George, what is your number five B scene? So I got to give a little history here. In the late 70s, there was this genuine fear that deadly swarms of killer bees would fly to the United States to sting and kill us for, for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, so director Erwin Allen capitalized on this fear and mania, and he made 1978's The Swarm. And we've talked about this movie before. Uh, it's this huge swarm of deadly African bees fly to America cities and, and they just kill thousands of people. Um, so the swarm and um, I went back and watched it recently. I wrote down the disclaimer at the end credits and I, I want to read it word for word here. The African killer bee portrayed in this film bears absolutely no relationship to the industrious, hardworking American honeybee to which we are all <laughs> indebted for pollinating vital crops that feed our nation. Do bees have a publicist? I mean, <laughs> what? Why was that necessary to put that on there? Were they I'll afraid? tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because what year did it come out? 78. Is this the Jaws thing? This is the Jaws thing. That's exactly okay. where I'm going with it. Because after the movie came out, more than the book, after the movie came out, shark hunting became like this big thing. And so much so that started endangering a lot of shark species. So there so you go. This was George, are you picking the, a the particular scene from the swarm? Because I thought we were doing particular scenes because I, I have one later in my list. So I need to know if uh, you're doing I'm just kind of Winnie Poohing it. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, th I thought the, this is best use of bees as seen in the movie. Like you said, the beginning of the show. I okay. guess I was fooled. Uh, well, I'm, I didn't I'm hear sure, that part. I didn't read it on I'm the list. Sure my <laughs> scene is uh, exactly the one that you're going to say, but I'll wait <laughs> to agree terrible. with it. All right. My number is five it, is an actual the scene. One, the, the one where it's in Houston. My is number five is an actual scene featuring a bee. It's from best in show. Uh, the scene where Parker Posey and her husband, these two kind of crazy, I won't say the millennials because it wasn't a millennial at the time. Uh, they have a bee toy for their dog and it gets lost. <laughs> Busy bee toy. Busy and bee. Yeah. They have this kind of frantic search for it and go to different stores to try to find it. Even though we all know the dog is responding to like some color, either, you know, lack of color, whatever, whatever the shape of the thing doesn't even matter. But the way they freak out over the busy bee toy and how he loves the bee so much uh, was one of my favorite bee scenes. And that's in best in show. It wasn't actual bee. It was a bee toy. So, but it is a scene featuring a bee. This is my number three. Really? Oh. This is my number three. Oh, wow. Busy okay. bee. Uh, Parker Posey. Uh, and uh, she's playing. 
He's like, yeah, he's, the, the guy is in like every one of these movies too, playing different roles, the Christopher Guest movies. And he's, he's real good, but I just don't know his name. Michael Hitchcock. Okay, there you go. Oh, there. Very and, nice. And, and so uh, they, they play uh, Hamilton and Meg Swan, uh, <laughs> who are basically these high-strung, neurotic yuppies. And they have taken all of their neuroses and placed them on their dog, who they have on antidepressants and all that. So whenever uh, the dog's supposedly favorite stuffed toy goes missing and all that, he uh, sends Hamilton sends Meg on a crusade to go find it. She can't find it in the hotel where they thought it was. So it my favorite scene. It. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite scene is when she goes to the toy store, uh, the pet store, and <laughs> she's talking to the store owner and he's like, Oh, well, yeah, we have, we have one right here. And it is a, it is a <laughs> teddy bear in a bee costume. Yeah. That's <laughs> not gets, good enough. She freaks out. Yeah. She gets upset. So then he gives her a parent and he's like, well, he tries to explain what Jim said. He tries to explain, Oh, he's probably just like, it's a squeaky toy. He likes it. She's like, no, <laughs> he finally picks up he picks up a goldfish that's yellow and black yes, yes. <laughs> and she just has this look of disgust on her face so, so uh, yes so my number three so it makes it in it makes yeah. it in. best to show nice. the busy bee toy use of bees uh, <laughs> all right so let's move on now to bad remakes joseph number four i think you and i have the same one i'm just putting that out there go ahead no, number four this is a gender swap Okay, uh, okay, one. So, so, so this, this is the classic gender swap. And the reason why I put, because there's so many of them out there, but the reason why I put this one down there is because uh, back in 2000, okay, Nancy Myers creates this hit uh, with Mel Gibson called What Women Want. Yes. And it was the ability of this guy, this doctor to hear the inner thoughts of other women and all that. And it was really funny. But at the time, people start making jokes of like, oh my God, what if the world was reversed and a woman could hear what men think? Oh, how disgusting that would be, you know, because men, men are yeah. disgusting. Well, in 2019, that's exactly what they did. They, they just gender swapped the roles and all that. Uh, and it was terrible. Uh, so that's a Taraji Hansen, right? That's the yeah, yeah. And, and we, it was just it did not work. I mean, it was one of those things of of the the humor in the original one was based on the idea of the differences in gender. And in 2019, they tried to put a PC, PC slant on it, and it 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 didn't work. It shouldn't have been made. There you go. There you go. Yeah, two, 2019. Bad year. Bad years. Yeah. No, no. But one yeah. of my honorable mentions that I didn't even want it to be on the list. It's so bad. It happened in 2019. But uh, okay. Yeah, George, that, you're number four. Uh, so I've, I've talked about the movie that this remake is from a couple of times on this program. 1975, uh, James Conn classic. Rollerball was remade in 2005. Yes. <laughs> uh, RIP, uh, you know, James Kahn. Uh, I think it's episode 117, best fictional athletes and, and uh, paper products or something like that. Um, but um, I think you had the, this in best dystopia, didn't you? The rollerball or I might've been wrong. Uh, I don't, I don't think it is a dystopia, but I was I it a dystopia. Maybe, 
<laughs> it is. It is a dystopia. Yeah, but anyways, it's been in a couple it. episodes, I guess. Well, because like, they know like they know the world that they're living in is not yes, right. They know folks. the world that's, they're living in the is thing. not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the 2005, the remake, stars uh, Chris Klein as Jonathan Cross, and you've got Rebecca Romaine Stamos back when she was a Stamos, uh, <laughs> and of course. Honestly, the best thing in the movie is LL Cool J, which that's a problem uh, right there. When when LL Cool J is the best thing in your movie, I'm looking at you, toys. Uh, when LL Cool J is the best thing in your movie, that, that that's bad. But the, the biggest problem I have with it is the plot is 180 degrees opposite from the original story. In the 1975 Jimmy Kahn one, the league is trying to force Kahn's character into retirement because he's becoming too popular in a sport that's designed to kind of squelch any individuality. The 2005 movie, Chris Klein is trying to leave the sport. And the whole idea of what makes the, the other one interesting is tossed away on, on this thing. And, um, LA times said, uh, that this is the most expensive flop. Uh, of all time, um, they it was like twenty five, uh, almost twenty six million uh, that they brought in, which would be good returns. But they spent over seventy million, and it's Oof. got a Rotten Tomatoes score of three uh, percent. Uh, they people were actually jeering this movie in the theater. Uh, <laughs> but what's what's crazy about it is. It, it didn't have to be bad. The first draft of the script, uh, which you can find, was a pretty good script, even superior to and, and fixes a lot of the, the 1975 rollerball, the things that it had problems with. But uh, director John McTeeman or Tiernan. Tiernan? He did die, die Hard also. Oh, okay. Well, he saved himself on Die Hard. He didn't, he didn't want it to focus on the social commentary. He wanted it to just have more rollerball scenes. So he rejected the script because he wanted kind of this WWF uh, on wheels type of thing. So do you know much about uh, Tiernan, Jim? Well, no, I actually, know he directed Predator and then Die Hard. So he was definitely uh, the king action director. of the. Of, so uh, you know. kind of a bonus to this, he went to federal prison for lying to the FBI, he had hired a private investigator to illegally wiretap the producer of this movie. Uh, he was, they had been disagreeing about what direction the film should, should take. Like I was talking about a minute ago. And, uh, anyway, the investigator that he hired, uh, turned him in or somehow the, the, the feds found out, uh, and he, he served some prison time, uh, because of the outcome of, of this movie and, you know, what he was doing, you know, against the producer. But uh, anyway, that is my number four is Rollerball 2005. All right. My number four, I know Joseph's got to have this on his list or as an honorable mention, because we liked the original series so much as kids and we did impersonations and we've talked about it on the show a lot. In 2006, they thought it was a good idea to have Steve Martin play Inspector Cousseau in the Pink Panther. This which, is, yeah, this, this is honorable mention. I, I, it was right there, Jim. This is my number six. So please go ahead. Which is kind of, it's, it's kind of, uh, it was not a remake of the original film. It's just kind of, uh, uh, you know, a whole, they kind of combined elements from each of those series because they yeah. tried to really revive, they try to keep this thing going once 
Once, uh, of course, uh, Peter Sellers died, they tried to bring Ted Wass in, which I thought was a pretty good movie, Curse of the Pink Panther. And then they then Benini got big. They brought him in for Son of the Pink Panther. That didn't work. But the Pink Panther movie in 2006 did make money, the Steve Martin thing, even though it was terrible and you know we couldn't. Uh, and they even had a sequel. But Kevin Klein, who played Dreyfus in the first one, said, I'm out. And John Cleese played Dreyfus in the sequel. They didn't make much money. And thank God they didn't make any more of them. But uh, oh, awful. it's like, don't, yeah. uh, what is this? Don't mess with the classic. Uh, yeah. It's of its time because they tried to make it real contemporary. And I think uh, yeah. Inspector Cousseau is of his time. You can't really have Inspector Cousseau with a cell phone. Well, so, you know, yeah. I, I, I would say I would disagree on paper because if you look at all the different variations of, of James Bond, I think that they thought, oh, well, the way that Bond is interchangeable with different actors, we'll just throw different comedians at this who are funny in their own right. But you are right. This is a stinker. And talk about it made money. It got my money. Because I was like, I love Steve Martin. Yeah, it's the problem. I go and see this. We're all three Steve Martin fans here. That's the problem because we wanted to give him a chance on it. And then we right. spend the money oh, and we see it. And then so bad. So, so part of the issue, part of the issue with this is the fact that uh, the Inspector Clouseau character is Peter Sellers. It is. And and, and that's what we best, sadly the, learned. Yes. Yeah. The best that you can do is hope for a bad imitation of Peter Sellers, which Alan Arkin, you know, Alan Arkin did after the first couple movies, they did the Inspector Cousseau movie and that didn't work either. So, I mean, it, it, it can't work. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was like he, he and Peter Sellers were the, the, the character and Peter Sellers were one in the same. And I think yeah. any type of substitute just felt wrong, yeah. you know, and that's what this one did. So yeah. Good one, Jim. Good one. It was on my honorable mention. Yeah. Super stinky from 2006. All right, super so we move on now to SS. Uh, super stinky. <laughs> super stinky. Uh, number four, B or B scene. Joseph, what you got? B movie or B scene? Well, it's uh, it's, it's the B movie, movie, isn't it? It's Jerry it's the Seinfeld. B movie. Oh, it's two thousand seven. <laughs> B movie. Uh, yeah, this is another animation uh, of of the B movie. Uh, what can I say? It's all about bees. And I think what they did is he sat around with some friends. And they said, how many bee puns can we make? And they made a whole film on it. <laughs> An it's hour and a half worth. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, to me, it's enjoyable. It's fun, but it's sort of forgettable as well. You know, it's not like a classic animated movie, but uh, I had fun with it. And uh, it's about bees. So there you I'm, go. I'm with you. I, um, I didn't mind it, but it is not. I've right. never like some of that Pixar stuff. Man, that is some great writing. And for this to be putting itself in that area, um, yeah, this is awful. Uh, yeah, when, yeah. when you compare it to <laughs> the longevity of, like, you know, you think of the first tour, the uh, well, yeah, Toy Story. Jo Joseph's saying he likes it. It's a good use of bees. It's a good use of bees. He said it was awful. Oh, you just, you just, oh okay. <laughs> poor pig. So well, I guess it's not making it into the canister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I never saw it. I saw it based upon premise. I think we own it though for the kids, but uh, yeah. So, you should right. watch it. You should watch it. <laughs> George says no. George, what is your number four? If you could do something where you have the plot of this swarm, but you see it, it with bee, Jerry yeah, the, Seinfeld. The bees are friendly like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Why uh, are we attacking these people? <laughs> Whoa. I am so tired from flying all the way from Africa. You know, so, uh, my number four, I, I, I kind of went back and forth on this, whether or not I should put it on here. 
because it doesn't actually have bees in it. Um, it is the illusion of bees. Okay. So I'm oh. talking about uh, Tommy Boy 1995. It's my number four. Oh, this, hey. Uh, this, this is cool because it's an about. actual scene taken from a movie with bees. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> thank you, Jim. Chris Farley, David Spade, Brian Dennehy is the, the father in there. Chris Farley is Tommy Callahan. And he sells the greatest fake bee attack ever to avoid a speeding ticket. He gets David Spade to pull off to the side of the road and hop out of the car. And, uh, or I, maybe he's driving. I don't even remember. Well, they're, but, they're uh, driving and they, they're, they're, they're drinking. So they know that, oh no, they're in trouble because they're yes. drinking and driving. And they act like there's a <laughs> bunch of bees. And, and I do have this one queued up. Good. So good, here good. we go. Bees! Bees in the car! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Son, uh, oh. roll around! Did you hear me? Roll around on the ground! Forget that! I'm starting to swell up! <laughs> Don't be the hero! Frank, Don't be allergic hero. to bees? Me too. They're huge and they're staying crazy. We'll, we'll come back later and check on you. Get them Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. That's, that's the best line. <laughs> so many Your good firearms are useless against them. That's, that's the best line. And it's funny because uh, it's actually my grandfather pulled off that, this actual trick. He said he did that. He got, you know, a, a cop stopped him on the way home. He did the B thing and got out and worked for him. He also did the diarrhea. He got out and he started holding the back of his pants. He said, did you get right me the ticket? Write me the ticket. I'm about to my pants. Write <laughs> 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 me the ticket. Write me the ticket. Write me the ticket now. So the, the guy, the guy said, no, just go. So he went home. He did uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Grandfather's a genius. Yes, he was. He, he was. He's that's, that's two, two of the ways he said he got out of, uh, uh, getting uh, speeding. Why didn't he just drive slower? Not have to do all these theatrics. <laughs> write me the ticket. Write me the ticket. Hurry. <laughs> Any anything else to add to this one? We know no, it no, it's, it's canister for the future. So. It's it is it is one of the. It's going to make it too. So we're, we're excited about Tommy Boy's bee scene being very in nice. Again, since they're not actually bees in it, I I was like, ah, do I put this out there or not? But no, uh, it's a bee theme scene, like like the busy bee scene. It, there's not actual bee in there, but it's a bee toy. So see that that's why it was on my honorable mention. That's the only reason why I've, oh, I've, I've mentioned this before. I, I mentioned this before. I've seen Tommy Boy more than I've seen any other movie. <laughs> I, I say that with 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 pride. He's, he's going to go get a, a tattoo next week. You know, I, I love Tommy Boy so parts. much. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's do number three for our worst remake, and then we'll take a little break. Uh, what is your number three, Joseph? <sighs> I just sign of the times, classic. I don't know where this one violates it, but it just should never have been made. In 2015, they decide to remake, the, I'm going to call it a classic, the Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves classic Point Break. I'm like, you know, it was one of those guilty pleasure type movies that became sort of this cult classic to where it was just like so testosterone driven that you just sort of laughed at it when you watched the original one. It was endearing. You were like, this is so silly. You know, the one upsmanship uh, between the characters and all that, the lines, the delivery, the lines, everything, you know, it was just like a great midnight movie kind of uh, film. And uh, they said, oh, we're going to we're going to make it cool and sophisticated. And they come out with Point Break. 
And it's terrible because it doesn't have the charm of the original one at all. You know, again, it's sort of like what you were saying, George, that this director, uh, Erickson Core, decided that it was the action that made the original one interesting. Uh, and Patrick that's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it wasn't that at all. It was the characters that made it interesting. Yeah. You know, had, so uh, Gary Busey in there. I saw this. Like, I watched some scenes from this last night. Gary Busey, you have what's the other guy? Fantastic. Yeah, it's a great cast. Uh, that it's um, it's just it was like you said of its time, perfect movie mm-hmm. released in the early nineties. You know, well, exactly. And Patrick Swayze, I mean, he could be this massive cult leader because he he's just got such charisma on the screen as that as that character. You know, you can see how people are swept away by him, and you don't have that in the two thousand fifteen at all. Nothing. You don't care about any of those people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So All right, George, you're number three. Well, my number three, I still don't know why anybody thought this would be a good movie to remake. Uh, this is messing with the perfect one. This is Hitchcock's 1960s classic Psycho. They remade it shot for shot in 1988. Uh, Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates, uh, Anne Heche as, as the embezzler um, Marion Crane, okay, that, you know, one of his victims, uh, spoiler, sorry, Uh, but it's just a pointless remake that now it's in color, uh, but it doesn't really improve anything or give any unique insights into into Hitchcock's original. Um, It's just, it's crazy. The original movie, Hitchcock's, the classic, only cost 800,000 to make, which was a lot of money, you know, back in 1960, but it's earned more than over 40 million. It's the highest grossing movie of Hitchcock's career. The remake was made for like 60 million. And I'm not even sure if it, if it made its, its money back. Uh, uh, I mean, Gus Van Sant, didn't he want to just do the shot for shot remake? It's almost like he wanted to test himself to see if he could do it. I mean, it, it was an exercise. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. it was. It was it's, an exercise for him. Well, you know, keep your college film out of the theater. <laughs> right. Okay. Because uh, it, it doesn't anything. And one thing that uh, I found interesting, um, uh, Roger Ebert said, what's fascinating is, when you watch this 1998 thing, even though it's line for line, word for word, shot for shot, he said, there's something missing from it. And that's Hitchcock's touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but it, it really, it's, it's just boring. It doesn't really do anything. And the other one, uh, I mean, it, it messed with people, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It messed up people. Uh, but this one just kind of very lackluster for some reason. This uh, this is my number one. Oh, uh, this, wow. is, this is my number one. And uh, because to me, it violates four of the five mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't mess with the classic uh, sign so of the times. If, they, if Anne Hayes had played Norman Bates, <laughs> it would have been the perfect five. It would hit all of them. Yeah, mimicking with number four, mimicking without originality. You know, just it's just it's just awful. It's just, uh, yeah, you sort of watch it and you're like, why? <laughs> Going yeah, back to that original question, yeah. why? So there you go. So you're, if you're, you're gonna if you're gonna watch Psycho, why watch this one? Yeah. Watch the you know, 
Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three proves that uh, Russell Brand is no Dudley Moore. Uh, oh. In 2011, oh. the remake of Arthur came out to critical uh, hate <laughs> and no money, uh, basically because uh, Arthur looked like an easy movie to remake. It looked like it could have been you know, done for a little bit of money. Just go to New York and you're a rich playboy and you can do your gender switch. Mm-hmm. Joseph, you can have yeah. uh, John Gielgud be replaced by Helen Mirren and have that whole kind of thing going there. That's a good idea. That's kind of like a, a good thing for the new uh, 2011 uh, crowd out there. They're going to want to see that. But you don't have Dudley Moore in the charming role. You have mm-hmm. just Russell Brand, who I like him in a couple movies, but he just can't pull off the charm of that. You know, He's good in small doses. And they try to... Uh, they have like Greta Gerwitch is, is like, you know, they try to add, add that little kind of indie uh, flavor to it, have her be like the love interest of the thing. But uh, this thing just, you know, <laughs> this was like also a, a, like a a, lot, violates a you know? uh, sign of the times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, alcoholism is funny in the 1980s. It's not so <laughs> funny now because we're like, we're like. No, this is a this is a problem. This is a real yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie was a financial failure, and they realized it was a bad idea. I know people were excited about it too. They thought that they thought that he had the Dudley Moore quality, and it just didn't happen. I, one thing I did find out in the research: they made three Indian versions of Arthur <laughs> remakes. Is they had an Indian version that was a hit in '84, and in '85 they did another one. And in 2004, they huh? remade it again. So, and, you know, they they did it right. I want to see those still, versions. Still, yeah. still better, better than, than Russell. Brand. This one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on now to intermission time. George, instead of Tom, what do you got cooked up for us today? Oh, boy. I can't wait. All I've got, he, he left a note. It says ocean waves. Ocean waves. Okay. Let's hear it. And there's a button, this button here, this red one. So, okay. Go ahead. Ocean I waves. don't. Okay. Ocean do you think waves. your sabotage is going on here or what's going on? Well, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Hit the button. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is not yeah. this is not against myself or George. Uh, you, you started this nebula. You started this war. That is a lawnmower, right? Yeah, I think we're cutting the grass. Okay. I'm having P- Oh, PTSD. I get it. I get it. This is a reference whenever I was saying how we couldn't use lawnmower for yard tool equipment. I get oh, it. Oh, was okay. that? Oh. Hey, thanks, Tom. Wow. Is that? No, that he was, was listening. He was, he was listening. See? Well, he doesn't listen to the show. He, he's <laughs> in the room with the show. <laughs> be like 45 minutes of- I hope it's not a big yard <laughs> we need to move the barbecue pit real quick hold on <laughs> I'm trying to stop it there's not a there's not a way to stop it Joseph maybe said- I'll hit a sprinkler head you know <laughs> Joseph said he's edging afterwards <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> If you concentrate, it sort of sounds like angry bees. (laughs) (laughs) All all bees are okay, good. All All right, we're done. All bees are angry. Thanks for nothing, Tom. 
<laughs> yeah. Woo. Let's move on now to the B's number three. Joseph, what you got? Best in show. Okay. Oh, George nice. B's number three. What you got? Uh, this is not a good movie. It's a pretty forgettable movie with Martin Short and Danny. This Glover. is my number three too. You looked at my list. Now stop. This it. is number two. This is oh. my number two. I can't believe well, we were agreeing on this one. Go this ahead, is the gentlemen. only thing memorable in this movie. In fact, they put a little B on the movie poster because they're like so people will remember. <laughs> the B is better than the movie. We're talking about Pure Luck, nineteen ninety one. Um, what would you say, guys? He he's an accountant, Martin so, Short. Is so, it bad luck. Danny Glover is a detective hired on this case to find a missing woman. Uh, the parents let him know that she is a very unlucky person. So he realizes to find where this unlucky woman is, he has to find an unlucky person, you know, that has her bad luck too. And so he he sort of teams up with Martin Short, who they're like, this guy's pretty unlucky itself convinces him that they're working together on a case to find the girl. But really Dane Glover is just using Martin Short's unluckiness. Just watch it, watching him. Yeah. But just yeah. watching him. And, and the whole thing about it is his luck is so bad and so terrible that uh, Dane Glover is getting hurt uh, just by associating him with him. But the scene that we're talking about uh, is the most memorable scene. And Jim, I'm going to let you take that. Well, part. I mean, it's just he says he's allergic to bees. He gets shot, gets uh, bit by a bee. They go on a plane. It's either a plane or a helicopter. It's a, it's a plane, a small a like Cessna plane. Yeah. Yeah, and then every time Danny Glover looks back, Martin Short is swollen up even more in the face, and then ends up his body ends up swelling up, and then they kind of get him out of the uh, plane. So, am I missing something? Although it was it was just one bee. It's just one B. It's a memorable scene. Obviously, I can't believe it because I threw this on here thinking they're never going to put this on here. <laughs> all three of us. The only all oh, three. Pure yeah. luck. <laughs> pure what, was luck. It, what number was it for you, Joseph? Two? Two. two. Wow. <laughs> yeah, three for Jim and I. Uh, so right. what is your number three? Well, that is your number three. Jim. Yeah, it's my okay. number three. Yeah, so, uh, right. so we're, we're done. We're moving back to the bad remakes. Number two for you, Joseph. Okay, this is definitely a violation of Sign of the Times. In 1975, uh, whenever Buck Henry wrote Stedford Wives' script, it was revolutionary because it was a commentary on the conservative nature of what was happening. This was sort of like, this was like pre-hippie days, really. You know, I mean, not pre-hippie, but like, uh, pre 1950s, yeah, yeah, you know, it's so, a 50s commentary because that's what the book was about, right? right? And so, this came out there, you know, and it's, 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 you know, Stanford Wives itself seemed fresh, it seemed new, and all that. For some reason, Frank Oz decided to remake it in 2004. Uh, and I went see it. I, Jim, do we see this together? I can't remember. I, sure. I, I, it, anyways, terrible. It was a terrible remake. It, it did terrible at the box office because no one could relate to it. The commentary had already sort of been passe at this point. So uh, it was like really yeah. kind of smug. It was like a, it has a different feeling from the original. Like you said, of its time, the the you know, the, the, the women in the original because I watched the original afterwards. The women in the original were scared to be coming. Yeah, in this thing and this other one was these other women. It was just it was just bad. Nicole Kidman, yeah. some TV executive, and it's it's not good. Yeah, just like this. Is this. An honor, this is an honorable mention for me. Okay. Yeah, Tom, there. there um, 
George, what is your number uh, two? Okay, now this one is is kind of a more of a personal one because the the movie was done well and made lots of money, and I know people that like the movie that I'm about to talk about. But uh, for me, I there's an emotional connection to the movie that this was made from, which was actually interestingly a, a remake from a 1930s movie. Uh, so Peter Jackson's 2005 King Kong, Oof. I did not need that remade. I saw when I was nine years old, I saw King Kong with Jeff Bridges and uh, Charles Grodin, the great Charles Grodin who gets squashed uh, and Jessica Lange in her first film role. Uh, my father took me to, to see that movie. Uh, and I mean, I teared up when he, when Kong fell off the world trade center building and you'd hear, you heard the loud heartbeat and then it stops. And that moment when Jeff Bridges character walks away from Jessica Lang chooses to, to walk away as she's searching for him in the crowd that blew my mind at the time. And it introduced me to this idea of, of this semi-tragic ending which the girl doesn't end up with the guy and live happily ever after. And that actually impacted and shaped my own storytelling years later, this movie with Naomi Watts, she does a great job. Adrian Brody. I could, I could leave or take, I don't care. Jack black in there is a, a comedy relief. And I like Jack black, but, um, I think he's trying to be Orson Welles in this movie or something. He, 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 this was like weird. his first dramatic role, you know, where he was trying. And I think it, he was just so stilted in the performance. Uh, I agree he, with you. He's actually better as the pilot in uh, Waterworld. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. For that agree. 20 seconds, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the time, it held the, the record for the. Uh oh. Okay. We'll have to stop that. <laughs> It's the, well, uh, that, the dog that, of the week that, comes back. That's the that, dog of the week. Wow. Oh, well, Tom's not here. He left the dogs that he's supposed to be watching. Oh, why really? would he do that? That's like dog <laughs> abuse. Why would he leave dogs yeah. here? Oh, I, don't I don't know. This is terrible. Oh, well, while, while George is taking care of the dog, since he's taking care of all Tom's duties on that, uh, I have to correct myself here because I just said that Buck Henry was the writer. Uh, of the 75 and he wasn't isn't it Crichton no it's not Crichton William Goldman okay Goldman yeah yeah, yeah okay. so sorry I, I don't want to have to apologize about that later so yeah we correct myself so what, what are we going to do here with this guys sorry what do you mean I'm, I'm way, a, did you take care of Tom's dog well he's outside the studio now but uh, perfect that's all we care about that's good okay let's move on to my yeah number. well keep on going my number two is whoo you know, one of my favorite movies from 1978 is Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty. And uh, it was remade from Here Comes Mr. Jordan from 1941, a stage play before that called Heaven Can Wait. Well, Chris Rock coming off his uh, talk show and Lance Crowther, who played Pootie Tang, uh, he was a writer also, <laughs> along with Louis C.K., who came up with Pootie Tang. They decided to make a movie called Down to Earth, which is a remake of Heaven Can Wait. But instead of playing like, you know, a football player or whatever, he's a comedian who ends up dying. And now he's in the body of a, uh, he's in a, anyways, the, the movie is terrible. Chris Rock got better acting after this movie, but this movie, for some reason, he is pretty bad in this. He does not have the charm of, uh, 
uh, Warren Beatty, the story goes nowhere. Regina King is his love interest. It's that whole kind of, like you said, uh, Joseph, just kind of removing everybody it's, around. It's race swapping. It's race swapping yeah. is what it is because that's that's what this movie tries to do. It try, Because he, he gets into a body rather than just an older man, an older white man. Yeah. So it gives him all the the you know range of saying how different the races are. Yeah, you know with it. You know he tell he kind of bowed to the Hollywood system because he was kind of a toned down Chris Rock trying to be the romantic leaving man. And we want to yep. see the one from Head of State and from all these other movies where he's doing these kind of crazy jokes and stuff like that. Uh, really did bad. Uh, got you know bad reviews. Uh, and uh, you don't mess with the classic. So and then you, they changed the name to try to you know to down to earth to try to you know fool people into seeing this thing. And when you're like, when I've seen, I'm like, wait a minute, this is just a terrible version of Heaven Can Wait. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is also my honorable mention, man. I'm not gonna have to mention any of them because you guys are hitting a lot of them. Yeah, you know? yeah. so it's, bad. It's bad. So that's my number two. So let's move on now to number two. Be seen, Joseph. What you got? Pure luck. Pure luck, George. What is yours? Oh, hang on, I'm trying to keep up here. Down to Earth, right? Yes, Down to Earth is the name of the Heaven Can Wait uh, okay. remake. Terrible with Chris Rock. All right. From uh, 2001. So, so he's got a lot better since then with acting. And I think he kind of like, you think he definitely says, hey, I need to be, you know, I need to be kind of edgy when I, because this one is pretty limp. Well, you so. want Chris Rock to be Chris Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. some Chris Rock light, you yep. know, I think yeah. is what happened there. Uh, my number two is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids from uh, 1989. Rick Moranis, he's a scientist that accidentally shrinks his kids and their two friends to the size of insects and the scene jim you'll be happy about this uh after they go through a bunch of dangerous obstacles in the backyard the kids hear their parents shouting their names and nick gets snagged and the the character of russ jumps on the back of a bee tries to save him and uh then they hang on as they fly through the yard. And, and I think they even made a ride about this. Uh, no, it was a miss opportunity. It's a miss opportunity for Disney because honey, I shrank the kids is at Disney world. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And it, it was at Hollywood studios and it was just, they did a four dimension movie, you know, and it, it was terrible. They, they shut it down. It was terrible, but I felt like it was a missed opportunity because I like you, George, it should have been a ride. It should have been a ride. So continue. Sorry. Well, they did. They did have. They did have the place where you can take pictures though. With the big, you can walk in the right. place where they have the I, big. I remember that, yeah. like the Lego piece yeah. and the giant grass. Uh, I did that. That's why I couldn't remember if there was a a ride or not. But uh, that is my number two. Be riding on the honey. I shrunk the kids. All right, my number two. I'm sure is George's number one, and it's from the 2006 remake of The Wicker Man. Where Nicholas Cage is, <laughs> this didn't happen in the original folks. When Nicholas Cage is tortured by bees in a cage around his head, he's screaming the famous bees, not the bees. And Jim, of course, let's yeah. just listen to it. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Oh, no, my eyes. My eyes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this has become an internet meme. 
yep. t-shirt sensation. I, I saw Let It Be's, like the Beatles album with a bunch of pictures <laughs> of him getting tortured by bees. But yeah. um, this is then, why I came today right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is this it, your number one, George? It is my number one, yes. It's, it's my number too. one, too. Oh. It's weird, too, because the, the thing, the whole movie, and, and, and I'll let you guys take over, but the whole thing is the movie, the whole women gender swap of the whole kind of culty with Ellen Burstyn and the honey and the bees and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, go ahead, George and Joseph, uh, since it's your number one. I, I was really considering putting this on both lists. I yeah, was really tempted to play on both lists. But it's entertaining, yeah. though. It's, it's entertaining in its own <laughs> right. way. Yeah, right. it's own bad way. Yeah. But it does leave you with the question why after watching It's it. entertainingly bad. <laughs> so, no, I don't have anything more to say. I think that the, this, the audio snippet that George gave us says it all. So, go ahead, George. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! <laughs> so crazy so all right great. let's move on now check out our uh nick cage episode i don't know what number it is tom's not here to to ask but to help uh, you out right yeah uh what is okay. your so let's move on to number one bad remake joseph what do you got already done i'm out psycho george number one bad remake so this is going to be the day the earth stood still the 2008 version it's a remake of the 1951 classic uh it's a science fiction film about an alien visitor and his robot who visit the earth to warn us about the path we're on and in the original the alien lands in washington dc and tells the people there that we've got to live peacefully or you know be destroyed you know, as a, because we're a danger to other planets. And that movie is ranked number five in American Film Institute's 10 greatest sci-fi movies. The 2008 one, it kind of makes it about climate change and comes out very preachy. And Keanu Reeves stars as the, the alien, a Klaatu in, in that one. And he was the producer on the film. And But Klaatu in the first one, he's very benevolent and kind and some have even said maybe christ-like because he does get injured and you think he's dead and the gort the robot brings him back to life and all uh reeves plateau is very sinister and and very tough opposed to that michael rennie character which we love the original was my father's favorite film the reason this is number one for me the original was my father's favorite film largely in part to the idea that an alien was trying to save us from ourselves instead of aliens during that time. We're always trying to kill humans and rule us and, and everything. But um, this one, I, I was really excited. I saw this in the theater, uh, the Keanu Reeves one, whenever it came out and I just left just very disappointed and disgusted it's like, I just wasted all my time watching that, you know, and I'm a fan of Keanu Reeves uh, films talking about point Blake, uh, point break earlier. And, and some of the other things, you know, of course the matrix and uh, Bill and Ted, this, I just, I was very disappointed. So it's my agreed. Number one. All right. Agreed. My number one has <laughs> been called joyless, artless, maybe even soulless. Another <laughs> critic called it the world's longest and least convincing deep fake. I'm talking about John Favreau, 
great director, horrible photorealistic remake of The Lion King, which is just the worst cash money grab of all time. Now, they sold it as this is the real life version of the animation when you're really duped because it's still animation. (laughs) CGI, CGI. That's all it is. Some new hip characters in there to sing these songs. Elton John, disgusted by the film version, saying a huge disappointment. They messed the music up. The magic and joy were lost. Elton, I am with you. This is one of the worst (laughs) things I've ever seen. Uh, Cash grab. I mean, I guess a kid who's never seen the original might get some joy out of it. But if you've seen the original, which didn't have to be tampered with at all, great animation, great kids. It was my kid's favorite movie. My first uh, child's favorite movie when they uh, grew on growing up, we watched it numerous times. And to see this, I guess it was a trend started by Favreau when he did jungle book, which is a good version because you have live people in jungle book and you can have that along with the CGI characters in Lion King, there's no people. <laughs> All you have is CGI characters talking to each other. Um, some people love the movie. I think it's the most worthless remake of all time. Hang on. I got to go get Tom's dog. And it should be going. shelved away forever. And people should just be forced to watch the original. There you go. I've said my piece with the Lion King. Man, that's pretty, that's, that, that's pretty good, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I have to say, like, like I, I gave, I gave, uh, I gave George props for his uh, being a movie critic, but really, I mean, you, you sort of nailed it there. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that, honestly, I I waited until Disney had it, you know, on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I watched the first five minutes, and I stopped and said the question. Why? Like, like, like literally, it's like, it's shot for seen, shot, almost shot. For, I, yeah, it's like, I've, it's I've the same thing as Psycho. Movie. It's the yeah. same thing as Psycho. Let's do this with new technology shot for shot. Why? It, it would, yeah. And it was, I was just like, I was like my daughter. I thought, Oh, like your kids, you know, like all of our kids, big fan of the original and all that. She had no interest at all. She had none. You know, she's just like, and then nothing against Beyonce, but you're trying to go for a money grab with a new soundtrack with old yeah. songs. Yeah. Just, and I mean, couple, I guess things are okay. I guess, I guess uh, Seth Rogen was okay as Pumbaa, but I mean, it's, it's bad. Who cares? Yeah. It's yeah. like the, the big question. Why? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, well, that's and, another and, problem. And unfortunately, the answer is money. That's money. Why. Yeah. That's the and, reason. And the problem too, with having too many notable people, and we all know James Earl Jones is Mufasa, but, you're just hearing Beyonce. I'm just hearing Donald Glover. I'm just hearing Seth Rogen. I don't, in the original, right. we, we knew that it was Matthew Broderick, but they didn't sell it as, hey, Matthew Broderick is young, is Simba. You know, it's, it, it's you know, it's, it's. Wait, that was way. Simba? Yeah. Matthew oh. Broderick was, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, I think in all honesty, what we could possibly say on this one is the fact that uh, all of Disney's live action remakes shouldn't have been done. Yeah. There's not one that 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 like served not, a purpose of. Not, I mean, I, I give it to Jungle Book because there's actual people in it. I guess Aladdin I didn't see, so I can't really be you know. It's terrible. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm just saying it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So uh, I would I would almost say all the remakes like again money grab. You know, Disney yeah. not getting enough money. You yeah. know. So okay, so we got to go back to the bees because I have mine to my number one you guys are done already uh my number one is from the swarm it is the classic scene where richard chamberlain in full 70s beard 
uh, is it some sort of power plant or something? I don't know what it is. He's in Houston with the firefight. The bees break their way into the power plant and Richard Chamberlain has like a, a minute scene where he's waving the bees away in slow motion. And he sudden the bees attack him so much. He falls onto the console, which hits a button and blows up the whole thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Like, yes. uh, the bees, you know, they, they directed him specifically to the button where he'd fall onto it and blow up the entire thing. And the bees are killing everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't that kill the bees though? I mean, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, like- it was a suicide mission. <laughs> oh, okay. So bad. So Kam- bad. Kamikaze bees. Yeah. And that's the one image from that movie that I remember Richard Chamberlain, slow motion, trying to swat away the bees before he fell onto the big detonator. All right. So there we go. We're done with the bees. Um, I didn't have well, any honorable mentions for bees. At, uh, well, let's, let's do honorable mentions. And then Did I'll, you have one I'll for play. bees? Anybody? I've got Candyman. Okay. Uh, Cause he uses bees in a creepy way. Um, uh, and my girl, uh, which yeah. uh, little yeah. little Macaulay Culkin uh, gets stung and dies. Uh, who doesn't love that? That was know? the shocking ending, you know. Yeah. So my my uh, my uh, honorable mentions are all documentaries. Uh, I knew that we were just going to go for for movies and all that, but uh, documentaries that are movies that really the, these things should be watched uh, more than Honey, Honeyland, Colony, and Queen of the Sun. These are all movies about sort of the environmental impact on bees uh, and and what's going on. Great stuff. It it goes into just not the environmental part of it, but the economic part of it too. So uh, I want to put a shout out to the documentaries. Gotcha. And, and uh, I, I would like to point out again, this episode, we have our five. We have the swarm. Because you put Jim's, whatever Jim's pick was, because you didn't yeah. have a specific one. <laughs> well, the whole movie is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah. We, we've got agreement on that. Pure Luck. That's a that's a three for there. That's crazy. Wicker Man a three for, and then uh, Busy Bee Toy uh, from Best in Show. Uh, and I do think it worth it is worth mentioning. Uh, said it earlier in the show, uh, but the African Killer Bee. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> In in this podcast that we've been talking, there's no relationship to the industrious, hardworking American honeybee, uh, to which we are indebted for for pollinating vital crops that that feed our nation. So, all yes. right, uh, let's move on now to <laughs> bad remakes. We're done. Any honorable mentions for bad remakes? I think you guys mentioned all of mine. The only one that I don't think was mentioned uh, with it is uh, Annie, 2014's oh. Annie. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Terrible. Well, they you know, don't. They do a, a, racial a race. Ra- yeah. Race swap. They do a race swap on it. Terrible. Yeah. Why? Um, you know, I was wondering, like, some of the Batman reboot things, or or whatever, uh, or you know, they they keep trying to make Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, and they're they're just they get worse with each iteration. Um, but um, and and some of the Spider Man, I got tired. Now the Tom Holland Spider-Man, I'm I'm on board with that. But there came a point where they just kept throwing new Spider people at us, and I was just like, okay, I, I don't care anymore. I don't need to see this origin story again. But uh, Jacob's Ladder. Uh, oh, you, you told me about this, George. I could yeah, believe they remade it in 2019 oh. again. 
a great year for bad movie remakes. <laughs> 2019, for some reason, there was something in the water that year. Uh, Jacob's Ladder, which, you know, I, I watched the original, the uh, uh, Tim Robbins one recently with, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and it's weird, but it works. It, it, it doesn't try to be more than it is. And the, the movie is a Vietnam vet. He's spoiler. He's hallucinating that he makes it home and, and there's, but there's weird elements. There's something out of whack and come to find out he actually died overseas. Uh, and it's the drugs, um, these experimental chemicals and, and drugs are, are making him hallucinate and everything. Uh, but so I don't know that that needed to be remade, but what they did with it, uh, it's Afghanistan now instead of Vietnam and, uh, and it's just stupid and it's awful. Uh, so <laughs> awful. I, I didn't even put on my list. That's yeah. You don't want to draw attention to it. I understand. Yeah. So uh, you, we have well, oh. real quick. I got, I got endless love, which was a bad movie to begin oh, with. Yeah. The remade, yeah. uh, the karate kid with, uh, Will Smith and Jackie Chan, son, Jackie's Chan. I thought that was a money grab. Uh, yeah. Get Carter with Stallone, the mm-hmm. Michael Caine original. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Wicker Man is on there. Also, Godzilla '98 with Matthew Broderick. They, they, they of Broderick, were in, yeah. They were in that territory where they had to have a big summer movie. That was it, and everybody saw it, and everybody was disappointed. Uh, when a stranger calls, which was a good small movie with Carol Kane as a babysitter receiving phone calls, being tormented, was made in the 2000s. Pretty terrible. Uh, hate to say this, George, but I know you're Tim Bur- big Tim Burton fan, but I was really disappointed in the Planet of the Apes remake. Oh, that was awful. That was Mark Wahlberg. So yeah. that that was. Uh, I did like the that they tried to do a twist ending with it, but. Uh, that's about it. Everything else. How can you twist that? How can you twist it? You know, yeah, you it's like twist, everyone knows that other one, you know, so. it, it was, that was awful. I saw that in the theater. I left angry. Uh, I mean, all of us were excited to see it, you know, cause, yeah. cause I remember at the time AMC was playing these planet of the apes marathons and we're all, yeah. all getting, you know, ready for it. And then all of a sudden we see this and like, what was that? <laughs> and then Mark Wahlberg refused to be having a, be in a loincloth or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's why he's wearing a dumb space suit the whole time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's my list. Yeah. So let's, let's whittle them down now. All right. So we got flatliners, rollerball, King Kong, the day the earth stood still red dawn, black Christmas, what men want the remake of the pink Panther point break, Arthur Stepford wives down to earth, which is a ripoff of heaven can wait and the lion King. Now psycho did make it in. The 1998 uh, travesty, Psycho. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot first here. I'm gonna say Lion King needs to be in there. Thank you. I thought it was my, my as problem, a, my, yeah as a representative of all that Joseph said about any Disney remake of. of this, I, think <laughs> I think that was my best argument in a long time. Thank you. That was, that was <laughs> Solid, <good>. Jim. <laughs> it was a good critique. Actually, I'm voting for it because of your critique. <laughs> uh, I I also would like to see pink Panther for similar reasons that it just, uh, so bad. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers. Yeah. I, I think I'm, you made I'm a all good for point that. on that. I'm all yep. for that. Yeah. So we got two left. What, what do we want to do here? Hmm. It's tough, bad because they're all bad. They're, they're all so bad. I'm like looking at this list. I'm like, they all deserve I'm, to be on this list. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a uh, rollerball out again 
because they actually changed the plot. They went yeah. 180 degrees from what the original story was about to what this was about. And this is such yeah. a big movie for, I remember when this was on the, when I was a kid and like first or second grade, seeing this on the actual marquee wanting to see it. I said, when I turn 17, I'm going to go see that movie. It was like a big deal in the seventies. And then to have it kind of have our version kind of later be so terrible. Yeah. I'm all for the rollerball. Okay. So one more. So what's it, it going to be? Joseph? The, the arguments I'm going to make is for either point break or what men want. And the reason why is because what men want was created after everyone said how ridiculous the idea of switching the genders were like totally missed the point. And so, <laughs> you know, and uh, with point break, it's a matter of just like, wow, the, the people not realizing that it was the actors and the characters charm. Okay. Which I don't remember. Worse. I don't even Which remember the worse. actors in it. Did they just have a bunch of no name people in there? Yeah. 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 It was no one. It was no one. Dang, that's crazy. So, Which is it, worse. I'm I'm fine with either. I think that, like I said, those, those are, are pre, you know. Uh, but uh, you know what? Oh, God, I I, I almost want to say uh, I'm I'm going to throw those out. I'm going to go with King Kong. I'm going to go King with King Kong. Kong. Was, I was disappointed with King Kong. I know everybody loved it. So I mean, not loved it, but it was. was. This is the problem: is that uh, you know they gave they gave the uh, project to. Uh, Peter Jackson, which is great. Yeah. But, but Peter Jackson said how much he loved the original movie. And I think this is one of those things of like, you can't let a fan direct this because they're too close to it. They, they, they don't take risks. And so he sort of made this wimpy type version of the original, you know, nineteen thirty. The original with and, what happens on Skull Island and all that. And that's yeah. why it doesn't that's why it doesn't work because in the seventies they were like, you know what, we're just gonna make it. We're gonna make it the sign of the times. We're just gonna go with seventies rather than filmmaking. We're gonna talk about oil industry, you know, and stuff like that. And it worked because for kids our age who had not seen the original. Uh, you know, it was fantastic. This one, it was like, who's this for? Because if you like the 1930s version, then go back and watch that. You know, you don't need this one uh, because it really doesn't offer anything. So I'm going to go with King Kong. I'm going to say Ooh. King Kong. Upset. So here's what we end up with. Rollerball, 2005. Psycho, 1998. King Kong, 2005. Pink Panther, 2006. And Lion King. I don't. What what year was that, Jim? Uh, 2019. 2019. The right. year that the movie sucked. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of 2005 and 2019. Although I going. did like the Shaft remake from 2019. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you being serious? No, I did. I actually like oh, the okay. Shaft with Samuel Jackson and the generations in there. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, what's the line, Jim? It's my duty. It's my duty to be on that booty or whatever. I forgot what's called to please that booty. <laughs> please that How booty. do you not know? <laughs> yes. It's my duty to please that booty. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez, that's I the, know. that's the new tagline of this show. It's our duty to please your booty. All right. So <laughs> there we go. We are officially done folks with this episode. Oh. What a great, Oh, sorry, Joseph, go ahead oh. and, and make your, uh, apology. I don't know if it's Wait. Tom here. Do we even have the music? Wait, George Hang has on. the music. Hang on. George has the music, right, George? 
Yeah. Oh wait, that's the toilet. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. Have he doesn't, he doesn't think uh, much of your apology. Those dogs uh, are throwing him off. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I got it. This okay, is go a, ahead. Okay, wait. Okay, go. Welcome to the latest segment of We're Sorry. Wait, are, are you using a sexy voice? Don't use the sexy voice. <laughs> I'm breathing heavy here. Okay. Getting close to the microphone. Actually, this uh, this comes uh, from our, our, our great friend. Uh, his name is Ernest Glenn. Glenn Neck. Glenn Neck. Are you sure? <laughs> this is our he, good he's friend. A good, he's a no good friend. Ernest Flindnick. Okay, I, I hope I'm saying that right, Ernest. Uh, he's, How do you he, not know our good friend? <laughs> okay, he's not our good friend. He's the guy that just wrote in. We're thankful. <laughs> We're thankful that someone's listening. Uh, yeah. He, he uh, says, guys, I really enjoyed episode 122, uh, talking about all those nostalgic toys. Uh, that weren't video games, that weren't card games. Uh, and and it was a good episode, but he says, you left out one game that was near and dear to my heart, uh, and that was Pickup Sticks. Uh, he said, how did you guys forget just mentioning it? It didn't necessarily need to be on the list, but you should have mentioned it because Pickup Sticks uh, is a game that has its roots all the way back to the Chinese... I Ching, uh, which they use, you know, like we use tarot cards. They have these sticks that they use to sort of tell fortunes and stuff like that. Anyways, in 1850, it was licensed in a, by a German company. And basically the object of these is that you take a bundle of sticks, you throw them down there. And then the object is you have to pick up the sticks without disturbing the other ones. So it's yeah, very it's much has like cleaning to me. It will kerplunk. Uh, 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 we, we talked about Jenga. We talked about, uh, even break the ice. All these really go back to pick up sticks. So, uh, you know what, Ernest, whatever your last name is, uh, we're sorry. We suck. No, I, I did not agree to that. No, I know. And the best use of that pickup sticks was the line in playing strange automobiles. We'll be playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks before. <laughs> that is a great line that is Makes a great a comeback line. yeah all right so there we go that wraps up the show crispy coated robots.com where you go for all the information from us find out about everything buy some merch and just patronize the show please patronize us uh george <laughs> you have a final line remember there's always tomorrow oh, or is this there See, I, did, I was trying to do a remake of your thing. When you or were, is there? Or is there? Should Should I do one of these things here? Do a remake of the thing you just did. <laughs> God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off. Son, uh, roll around. Do you hear me? Roll around on the ground. Forget that. I'm starting to swell up. Save yourself! Don't be the hero. Frank, allergic to bees. Me too. They're so good. Crazy. We'll, we'll come back later and check on you. Yeah, don't walk. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. I threw up on a pile of ants. <laughs> cool. 